0: it's okay you know but people get so offended and so beat up by you being used see when you're in unbelief you don't understand that you're just a wide open portal for the kingdom of hell to use you in any way it wants unbelief is covenant with satan faith is covenant with christ And, I mean, it's a real spiritual deal that allows the snakes of unbelief or the angels of faith to work through your life. Everyone's a temple in the garden. There's 8 billion human temples of either heaven or hell. And there's no in-between. There's really no in-between. I mean, you got a portal in your spirit from the black throne or you got a portal in your spirit from the white throne and there is a river flowing from each throne it says in revelation there is a river coming out of the mouth of the red dragon so there's a counterfeit false holy spirit river movement called religious spirits and Jezebelic false signs, lying signs, lying wonders, and the false magic arts of the starlight of Satan and his angels. There's a whole realm of the red dragon coming out of many people's bellies. False prophetics is a daily thing I've dealt with for 20 years in Christianity. Familiar spirits and false holy spirits leading them astray in the brain realm and not ever from the kingdom of glory, because there's like never any fruit, never any breakthrough. They'll be hearing all this stuff constantly, and they never have an increase of love in their spiritual stomach, which is the fruit of your womb. And you're still an orphan, even though you obeyed all those voices in your head every day. Revelation chapter 9 says there's 200 million false, fake phony, lying Holy Spirits, 200 million. It's not a small number. Why do you think Ephesians 6 says you gotta have the full armor of God on? Otherwise, you are guaranteed going into captivity of bewitchment, like hundreds of thousands of people we've seen broadcasting for 10 years. I mean, there's just no chance you're gonna make it, zero. Unless you have the full armor of God on you, who can stand in the great tribulation, in the pressure system of Jezebel and Elijah? I mean, who's discipled well enough in revelation and new wine and anointing oil and the springs and the rivers from their belly and the word of God that they can stand in the day of the Lord against all the lies of the enemy? Some of you know what I'm talking about and have seen the situation here. That most people are just getting picked off everywhere. People that we once walked with now preaching aliens. Now preaching, now allowing alcohol. They're drinking alcohol in their drunken glory meetings. Beer and wine served and they'll have a bar, a counterfeit bar. Not like a new wine bar. They'll have literally alcohol in their meetings. That's all over the place. You see that even in hill songs? You see that in different ministers meetings? And it's like, who are you trying to reach? Oh, what happened? You didn't have the full armor of God on, and it's like you thought freedom was freedom to sin instead of freedom to go into a greater glory. You know, <laughs> you'll go into alcohol if you don't go into the sweet new wine, because that's a pro- a byproduct of unbelief. If you don't grow your faith into a greater anointing and grow your faith into a greater glory, you'll automatically fill that area of your heart with sin. It's just how ugly kind of sin are you going to get into? Are you going to get into fornication? Are you going to get into adultery? Are you going to get into religion? Are you going to get into the magic arts? Are you going to get into alcoholism, carousing, and debauchery? Revelry? I mean, it's just whatever you believe in, that's what you're going to experience. People believe so much in things in the natural realm that that becomes their gospel. People believe in some kind of business so, so much that when every time the glory of God comes around their heart, out of their heart their mouth speaks, all they want to talk about is this next business venture, this next thing they want to do, and it's just business, business, business. That's a gospel of business. And I'm about my father's business, but it's a supernatural business of the glory realm and the promised land, <laughs> and it has nothing to do with with the origination from the natural dimension. The natural dimension, Jesus Christ said in John chapter 6, counts for nothing. You'll have zero rewards for doing works in the natural dimension. Unless they first come out of your belly from the glory dimension, proceeding from the throne of God in the Lamb, Revelation 22, verse 1, the Creator's throne, you're laboring in vain. And everything in your life is worthless and profane. So you start over and you repent, which is returning your soul, your brain, to the river of life in your belly, John seven thirty eight. out of your innermost being flowing springs and rivers of God, so that you're not bewitched, wasting your life in the natural realm, thinking that you're doing something. You're not doing anything. You're totally bewitched and oppressed of Satan. You know, you've gone into Babylonian captivity. Babylon is a place of living in bubbles of delusion. That's what Babylon is. Babylon's is a place of the potent sorcery of Satan and his angels and the workers of magic arts that are often Christian ministers and often Christian pastors and Christian prophets and apostles and most of them in ignorance because it's just the human nature to operate in witchcraft you actually have to be discipled in the anointing oil to not operate in witchcraft most people aren't discipled well enough and they just have mixture of witchcraft you see it in almost every ministry in the whole world (laughs) you know it's true the only ones that don't have mixture are the ones whose hearts are crystal clear who have drunk enough of the new wine to get so purified in their heart there's nothing else in there except God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ Seriously. That's how you get purified seven times into your heart so you're not a wretched, miserable Pharisee every day. Or you know, even a disgusting, perverted sodomite. Or a person that practices lust as a member of the city of Sodom of the underworld. There's, it's a real city, and you have a real citizenship. And they give, they give each other favors, and they have favor with other sodomites. Just like they do amongst Egyptians. And I'm not talking about in the natural realm. I'm talking about in the spirit realm of the demonic. There's two cities of the white magic. It's called Egypt. And of the black magic, it's called Sodom. And there is a favor amongst Egyptians and there is a favor amongst Sodomites in the spirit world of those who practice sin on the face of the earth. And so Egyptians have favor with other Egyptians. You'll see religious fanatics hanging out with other religious fanatics and they'll be like, a voxering all the time, and they'll be talking all the time, and they'll be hanging out, and you'll see rebellious people hanging out all the time, and going to the bars and drinking alcohol together, having a good time, because there's favor amongst the sodomites and the Egyptians. But how many know they're all dead and damned, big time, dead and damned? Well, does that mean, I'm not going to heaven. That means you're not in heaven right now. Jesus Christ didn't teach on that all-in or nothing garbage, which is just Pharisaical teaching. He taught on degrees. He said, you lived in Gehenna. The covenant people were saved. They died and go to heaven. But currently, they were living in the garbage dumps in Hebrew Gehenna. Which means you're having hell on earth as your experience because you're compromised with the realm of the dead. You're filled with white magic and you're filled with black magic. You know, the prostitutes were filled with black magic, rebellion. And then Mary Magdalene, a former prostitute, became an apostle in the Bible. Planting churches and turning the whole world upside down with the new one. First one at the tomb. Rabboni, Mary. Amen? Truth anyhow. Hallelujah. But you see them leaving their white magic realm, their black magic realm, and coming into the glory realm. That's actual salvation. When you change the fountain of your spirit in your belly from white magic, religion, and black magic, rebellion, to glory, which is the kingdom of heaven and the anointing oil springs and rivers from your belly, until your belly is releasing the substance of the kingdom of heaven from the throne of God and the lamb, there's no actual evidence that you're even a citizen of heavenly Jerusalem. We're getting into kingdom teaching, kingdom preaching, okay? It's not all in or nothing garbage of the pharisaical false teacher. It's kingdom, and degrees of rewards by releasing the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit through the fruitfulness of your own man womb and woman womb. And your womb, not the natural womb of natural children, but the spirit womb of spiritual fruitfulness, of the seed of Jesus, which is the fruits of the Holy Spirit. You know, fruits have seed in them. This is the seed of God the Father's word in your spirit coming forth through your hearts and minds, so that when people eat off your soul, everything in your soul, it reproduces the kingdom of glory through their hearts and minds, and heaven takes over the nations. It's called the kingdom of heaven, the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. Okay? It's real Christianity. Wake up from the realm of the dead. Come out of the graveyard. Come into the promised land. Come into the kingdom of heaven. Come into the gospel of glory and repent of every other gospel that has snakes and rocks in it. You think Jesus was talking about that for any other reason except that's what the teaching of the Pharisees was giving them. The Pharisees were giving them teaching that had snakes in it. Most of you still listen to teaching of other ministers that give you snakes and rocks, and half the time when people are so full of demons when they come into read their ministries, it's exorcisms every single day. And they finally just give up and I can't overcome this familiar spirit. I just give up and they go back submitting to the devil that they couldn't cast out of them. Uh, well, let me tell you, this teaching now of the springs of glory from your belly will cast every familiar spirit out of here, out of your soul and out of your spirit. There is no ancestral curse of sickness, disease, poverty, and hell, and death and fear that the glory of God can't cancel. Hallelujah. There is no sin that the blood of the Lamb does not blot out and cast into the sea of forgetfulness. Just forget about it. Don't be ashamed of being a sinner. All have sinned and fallen short. That pharisaical self-righteous thing says, oh, but I want to look good in front of others and I'm ashamed. Get over it. The younger prodigals lived as smuts for so long that we knew there was nothing good about us. Nothing good. You think there's something good about you still. That's what makes you a Pharisee. The younger prodigal didn't have that problem because he was a total reprobate and was absolutely in agreement with his condition. (laughs) I'll just go back and be a slave at my father's house. He's a crackhead. He's a whore. He didn't have any pride left in him because he was so defeated by his own sin. When you're self-righteous, you're not defeated by your own sin. Your sin is self-righteousness. You're good in your own eyes. And that's what's wrong with most of you. It's true. Most of you are dealing with self-righteousness and pride. Because you're not so much the younger prodigals, you know, you're the older prodigals. And that's the majority of Christians. Hallelujah. And I'm home and I'm in the promised land and I'm okay and I'm... You're lost. The greatest place to be confused is in religion. The magic arts of Janice, you know, the white magic that I'm a good one. I do good, and I'm good in front of others, and I do my daily devotionals, and I have a happy family, and my family's blessed. And it's like, you're not good. Only Jesus is good. Jesus said, why do you call me good? Only the Father's good. If the Messiah said he wasn't good, you think you're better than God? That's your problem. Satan thinks he's better than God, and Satan is still in your soul. And it is it is Satan. That's what the river of the red dragon is. It's the river of pride that you are something apart from the Father's goodness. That's original sin. That's Eve's curse. Self-righteousness and pride. Hallelujah. And that's the thing that manifests on me every single day. That's Jezebel magic arts. That's what witchcraft is. Witchcraft is you're good. Here's what good people do. And it has nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. It has nothing to do with God the Father. That is the pinnacle of the magic arts of Satan and his angels. That's what white magic is. White magic is human goodness apart from the glory of the Father. Oh, shaka. Human goodness, there's something in there that's good. But it's it's not the Father. What is it? It's Satan. Beware that the light in you is not actually darkness, Jesus Christ said in the red letters. That's the light of the fallen angels that make human beings good, or Pharisees, in their own eyes. (laughs) You know, I'm better than you by what I did, by what I believe, my belief systems. And you murder your neighbor instead of love your neighbor. God's light is love. Satan's light is accusation, comparisons, envies, and strifes. Envy and strife. That's how you know Satan's still in their soul. They're comparison, they're comparing each other. they're jealous of each other. They're at strife with one another. You mean, you want to see strife? Show any man, me, and watch him manifest. Huh? Every day. I can't believe it. They can't even message me on Facebook with manifesting. I'll like send them a video, and they'll have to send me their video right back. You know, there's just there's no humility, just completely full of Satan. There's such a huge father wound of pride in them that it's always got to be goat head budding head because they have no grid for love. They have no grid for the father, no grid for the spirit of adoption. They're so wounded by being carnal in the earth, in the pride realm of the fallen angels, they can't even receive the father's love. That's almost every person in the world. That's the original sin. <laughs> that's the curse of the fall. that you're just here alone and you fend for yourself. And so you see someone that's doing good and you compare yourself to them. A success in the natural dimension. You know Well, they worked real hard. You know he spent 50,000 hours in the amplified Bible. You know he's earned it. He's worked for it, I tell you what, it's all grace. It's all grace. No one can boast, the Bible says. No one can earn it. No one can say, look what I got by what I did. You're a lying devil and a thief of Satan. Everything in the earth is by grace. Every gift comes down from God, the Father of lights. If you're working for it, you'll lose it. If you've earned it by grace or received it by grace, then you get to keep it because it's an eternal reward, an eternal blessing. I tell you what, everything that everyone has stri- strived for will be lost because they've labored in vain. That's what it means to labor and not let the Holy Spirit work. To work by the sweat of your brow instead of by the fruit of your lips. Instead of going into the river of life and letting heaven work through you, you go into the river of death and let hell work through you and become the slaves of the natural dimension. You will lose everything. It's, I mean, it's not even optional. The Bible says it many times. That's what the Bible teaches. That unless you get into the river of life, the river of death will, will steal everything from your life because it's Satan's property. You're operating in the curse of the fall under the law. Everyone that is submitted to the law of the flesh and the law of sin and death is submitted to Satan and his angels and is the property of the red dragon. Those are the damned and the dead who live in the graveyards and we want them all to live in the promised land of glory, you need a new system of grace that it's unearned, undeserved. You've got to come out of the graveyards of the valley of dry bones, and you've got to enter the land of milk and honey, and it's a belief system. It's a revelation. It's an understanding that God did it for me on the cross, and I receive it as the gift of the Holy Spirit working through me mightily. And the Holy Spirit does it through my heart and mind, and my mind releases so much power and glory and angels that I can live in the glory dimension now, curse-free, sin-free, and strife-free. Amen. It's for everyone. God will bring everyone into the land of milk and honey. And what's the milk and honey? We've heard many teachings on the land of milk and honey, and they're like, oh, yeah, what's it's the only thing that's self-sustaining, you know, and all this stuff. And I tell you what it means. It's actually prosperity and love. Trust me. It's prosperity, divine prosperity, and divine love. Okay? Jurassic giant-sized wine grapes of the Father's love, the Son's love, the Holy Spirit's love so overflowing through your cup that you are drunk on love all the time, and no matter how much anyone sins against you, you just can't have a negative attitude. You just can't have a bad attitude. You just can't be negative. You are so overwhelmed with divine, supernatural, agape, glory, love of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ with the river of life overflowing through your cup. You just can't have a bad day. I mean, it it could be nuclear war going on and you're just like, man, this is the best day of my life, you know? And I've lived like that through pretty much nuclear war for the last 20 years of all hell breaking out all the time. And I was like, every day is consecutively the best day of my life because I got God the Father in the Kingdom of Heaven working inside me even though externally Jezebel's doing everything in her power to destroy my life. And she lost. And it's over with. And it's game over. Now it's just raining new wine from the sky. Everyone's getting whacked on love. People are getting sweetened everywhere had a vision today of when I was a sophomore in college and I was working at the old spaghetti factory downtown Minneapolis and I was a new server It was my first year of serving and so I'm carrying all this red wine on a platter Chianti and I go over and there's it's an eight top you know and this woman has this gigantic fur coat on, and I spill the whole platter of red wine on her fur coat. It's a $10,000 coat, easily. I spilled the whole, I mean, it was like a flood of wine, and I wasn't as prophetic back then as I am now, but it was symbolizing pouring out perfect love on the rich, and the craziest thing was, I was scared out of my mind because, I mean, I just did thousands of dollars of damage. I mean, this is there was like eight glasses of Chianti on there. I mean, this person just got baptized in Chianti. You know? And I'm freaked out. I'm thinking I'm going to get fired. I'm going to have to pay for it. How am I going to pay for it? But they started laughing. They started laughing. And instead of being angry, they didn't even bring up like paying for it. They just kind of wiped it off, put it over to the side and be like, I'll just get it dry clean or something. I don't even know. I think they got hit with the joy of the Lord. It was one of the craziest things that ever happened during my college years. And the Father was showing me today that vision. You know, I'd forgotten about that. And it's like so long ago. It was like in 2002. You know, it was that 17 years ago. And he says, but your wine now is being poured out upon the rich. I'm hanging out with people today that are driving Bentleys, $250,000 cars. And they're just loving on me, encouraging me. That, that happened today after the vision, a couple hours after the vision, I'm hanging out with some people that drive Bentleys, and they're just loving on me, and they're just encouraging me. I'm just like, you know, I could practically cry right now, because it's like, you pour out your heart so much every day on everyone for years and years and years, and it will finally pay off. And I'm not even looking for them to sew their Bentley into Red Letter Ministries. It's just like, Receiving that love and having that fellowship with rich people really does mean a lot to me. Because, I mean, we've been through hell, and it's just been such a nightmare for so long of the persecution in this ministry, and to see people start to act in kindness and generosity and love towards me. Because you're going to reap what you sow eventually. Satan can only block the harvest for so long before the reaping overtakes the sowing. And I see that season right now. And another sister from Texas, Austin, Texas, bless her heart, sent me a dream she had in the night of ministering to rich people in her dream. And it was a total confirmation of the vision of my sophomore year of college, spilling Chianti on fur coats, and later on confirming it with Bentley driving people, just encouraging me, loving on me, just actually giving me advice to have a better life and stuff like that. It's just, I tell you what, We're going to minister to the people in Manhattan, Dallas, and Bel Air. We're going to touch the high places of the earth. This ministry, Red Letter Ministries, is beginning to have influence over all the most successful people in Babylon. It's true. I'm telling you, God has saved the best wine for last. If you got any orphan thing in you, any poverty thing in you that the rich are damned, you're going to be changed by His love. Because He's saving poor and rich King and general, high and mighty, and lowly and down and out, the valleys and the mountains will all be blessed in this great awakening. It's going to be, and they're going to love each other. And it's going to be a restoration of the poor to the rich, the rich to the poor, the sons to the fathers, and the fathers to the sons, in the spirit of Elijah. I'm telling you, the overwhelming nature of the Father touching all life on earth and everything that has breath will be influenced by the Father's love. And I'm seeing it in Minneapolis And it's honestly the best season of our entire life. And I want it to touch every other city. And I know it will through broadcasting these breakthroughs in Minneapolis, these breakthroughs in my heart and my soul and my family, into all your families and all your cities. And I tell you what, it's going to just increase. That's why we encourage you to share your prophetic information, your prophetic revelation in the Red Letter Ministries Facebook group to build up all these mighty Joel's New Wine warriors on the group so that they can read it and get encouraged because there's a lot of confirmation going on here. Let everything be established by two or three prophets so we don't think we're off, so we can just be like more confident. When you're confident in the prophetic word, nothing can stop you. You'll begin mocking the enemies of life. Like Elijah, mocking the prophets of Baal. The prophets of Baal are like poverty, sickness. We mock sickness. We mock poverty. We we mock religion and bondage. We mock everything that is a sin and a bondage of the realm the realm of the dead out of every heart and every mind with perfect love to intoxicate you to overcome the problem. Amen. Be intoxicated with the new wine on such a level that you just break off the mindset and your life just gets glorified. It gets so easy. That's the promised land fruitfulness. That's the Jurassic grapes of Joshua and Caleb. They're so big, they fit on your head like a helmet, and all you do is snort in the new wine and the glory dimension into your mind, and you're constantly transfigured by the renewing of your mind. And all the poverty and religious mindsets, all the political mindsets, everything, the education of Gamaliel and the natural rum that's enslaved you just melts off of you. And you just open your eyes into a greater glory by breathing in the realm of glory and the realm of faith. And it's easy. And it's light. And the striving ceases. And the worrying and the caring is gone. And the sighing and the sorrow flees away. Amen? We're preaching a better day. A day of the Lord and a day of Elijah. And that day is here. And that day is intensifying with love and prosperity and grace and spiritual blessings with all your spirit life. Every time you're around people, when all of the sonship realm of the throne of Jesus Christ and the four living creatures of the four winds of heaven are blowing new life through all souls around you, you are imparting into every spiritual stomach spiritual blessings. Paul said that I want to be around you so that I may impart some gift into you. He's putting it in their belly. He's walking in God the Father's glory land of all the spiritual blessings of the overcomers, and there's just all this dimensional stuff that can just glorify glorify people's lives and transform families, and it's transformed civilization, and He just wants to put it right into your spiritual stomach as a planting of the Lord. In the garden of delight, and it will just grow up in you as in seed form, and your your life will be enhanced. Those are gifts. And it's not just the gifts of prophecy and all the works of the spirit, it's the gifts of all kinds of stuff, like creative stuff, music stuff, you know, fashion stuff, business stuff, business ideas, witty inventions. Anything that's been done can be done better with these gifts imparted into your bellies. I mean, 11 out of the 12 tribes, and we're a royal priesthood and a holy nation, but you need to understand, 11 out of the 12 tribes are not in full-time ministry. According to the book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ, 11 out of 12 Christians will not be in full-time ministry, but 1 out of 12 will. In the perfect promised land glory of the 12 tribes of Israel, of spiritual supernatural Israel, which is Christianity in the glory. Amen. That's the truth. Which means all of the gifts of the Spirit will enhance everything God has you doing that's not full-time ministry. And yes, you'll still be a king and a priest. You'll just be doing something awesome that will fulfill your heart in the world, on earth as it is in heaven my God. In in heaven, the angels are doing all kinds of stuff all the time. You know? And there's the order of Melchizedek around the gold throne. You know? Like the Levites, but Melchizedek. Hallelujah. But most people are just on the sea of glass trading revelation. (laughs) Trading clothing. You know? Gemstones bejeweling their crowns on earth as it is in heaven. We just need to open our minds to what's available of the kingdom of heaven and get out all that religious garbage that limits God. (laughs) Because we're going to glorify civilization as the Christian holy place race of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is going to so glorify your minds that it will enhance your quality of life and you're going to be shocked and astounded every day by how not religious it is. Religion is the realm of the dead that stops you from growing spiritually. Satan is the religious angel. Hell is the religious dry place in the spirit called Egypt, the place of the dry bones and the place of the dead, the place of all the 200 million familiar spirits of religion pretending to be the Holy Spirit that are leading people astray like carrots on a stick every day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Those days need to be over for all Christians in the world by the preaching of the sons of God. So partner with Red Letter Ministries and magnify this ministry to reach millions more people to hear the full gospel in Jesus' mighty name. We love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.